episode of Retail is, is brought to you by Eggleston Services. Eggleston helps individuals with disabilities gain independence, confidence, and increased feelings of self-worth through on-the-job training and stable, rewarding work opportunities. Visit egglestonservices.org to learn more. And today we are joined by Tim Rita from Family Fun Experience. Welcome, Tim. Hi, everybody. How are you doing? <laughs> good, good. It's great to have you on the show. And uh, my name is Carly Ross Seibert. I'm joined um, by Abby Shiano or Shiano. Shiano, how would you like to be called, Abby? Uh, we'll do Shiano for today. Okay. <laughs> we can change it next time. Um, so this is the first time Abby and I have been together on the show. And uh, from now on, it will be us co-hosting. So welcome. Uh, and it's great to have Tim on the show today. Tim, let's pass over to you. It might be easier for you to explain a little bit about um, who you are and what your business is. You're from FFX, which is Family Fun Experience. So please just spend a few minutes just to sort of go over what you do. Yeah, thank you. Um, so my name is Tim Ritter. We started a, a theater in Virginia Beach at the oceanfront called Family Fun Experience. So we do live, interactive, family-friendly theatrical shows year-round. Uh, we've had... Uh, we started two years ago, but we've had uh, live live interactive shows, multiple shows every week for more than a year and a half now, getting through sort of COVID and the pandemic, and I'm sure we'll talk about more of that. But our mission is really as a nonprofit organization is to strengthen and encourage families through these interactive experiences. Okay, so you said you're a nonprofit. So is that, um, how did you get that set up and why is it a nonprofit? Well, it's fairly uh, on both sides. And so part of my background is in ministry. And so um, and a lot of what we're trying to do is really make an impact on families. And so that that's part of our not the, the goal of our organization, not just to be a, a for-profit thing, but also in the world of theater, most theaters you've probably ever been in other than a movie theater um, or very large Broadway productions are usually nonprofits also. It's like in the area of the, the opera, the Virginia Stage Company, I mean, these different things are nonprofits. That's why when you go in, you get a program and there's sponsors and things because theater's relatively expensive to produce and tickets usually account for about 30% in most budgets, you know? Right. Um, we've had a very creative set of years here with a pandemic and everything to try to keep live theater actually going and getting started, but um, it's uh, typical, I guess, within theater. Right, so when you opened, it obviously was right at the beginning of COVID. What did you do? Yeah, so we had the, the concept and had worked things together and we're looking for a venue because we wanted to be able to produce things year round. Uh, we were looking for a space at the oceanfront because as we were just looking at the dynamics of who's in the area, we realize there's really the whole world comes to our doorsteps between, you know, just the tourism of Virginia Beach plus NATO and everything else in this area. So to be at the oceanfront gives a chance to impact families from all over and then also be a draw down to the oceanfront in our local season the rest of the year. And so we were looking for a space. Uh, we had found what we thought was great, you know, got the, the funds together to start a lease at the oceanfront, which was not an insignificant thing, and to be able to mount the show. And we literally went in to sign the, the paperwork on that lease the day they were announcing 15 days to flatten the curve. 
And so that was sort of a, oh my gosh, it was terrible timing. But we've started taking a look at that as we've survived the last two years a little differently now and realized that if we had not walked in there to start a lease on April Fool's Day on 2020, if we had signed the lease, you know, five or six months earlier and put all this money into mounting a show, that would have, it would have decimated us. We would not have survived that year. If we had waited a few weeks, because when we signed that paper, we, we took a pause. We were like, before we go in here and do this, you know, should we take this into account? And we're thinking, well, nobody believes 15 days, but even if it takes like a whole month deal, we're going to be cleaning up the theater and hold polling editions, it's not going to hurt us at all. Right. And if we had waited a month, we would have waited another month and then another month, and we'd still be waiting. So we would have never launched if we hadn't gone in that very day to to start the theater so yeah did, did you in your it's you're running it with your wife correct yes did you guys always know you wanted to be entrepreneurs you always knew you kind of wanted to open a business just you weren't sure which like how did you figure out this was what you wanted to do uh, I'll give you a little bit of yes and no so I have I have a background in a lot of different things I've worked as a Fortune 500 company corporate trainer. Uh, my background's in education. My degrees are in counseling psychology. Um, so I've worked as a therapist. I've worked as a family pastor for a number of different churches. Um, so starting a company, being an entrepreneur, that was not a goal of all of us, uh, our, our, our goal in life. Now on the side, between all those things, we've done a lot of little businesses. So We've sort of been entrepreneurs on the side for all that, but that's just been sort of the way to make ends meet or to, you know, different things at different phases of life. Um, this concept for the theater came about, we were on a family vacation way, well more than a decade ago. We didn't live in Virginia. We lived in Fort Wayne, Indiana. We're out, added a vacation and we thought, you know, there's this, this thing about why families spend time together and, and building into one another when you're on vacation that's really important. And we had this idea about something like Family Fun Experience at the time. I had this little family meeting about it and said, this would be great. If we ever lived in like a resort area, this would be really cool. We had no idea we were going to end up in Virginia Beach at the time. And so as we ended up here and started reevaluating what, you know, why we were here, um, my wife reminded me of, well, remember that idea we had about this thing, if we ever lived in a resort area and here we are. And so we started putting a little more legs underneath that, that concept. Um, but it was really more for us about the mission to impact families than it was about, you know, being an entrepreneur to start a business, but a nonprofit is still a corporation. You're still registered. We still file a tax return. We still have a little extra hoops to jump through in terms of all that stuff. So, uh, and a, a nonprofit without a, a facility and things like that is one thing, but when you start putting all of the demands of having a large uh, older building as a space and mounting theatrical productions, and of course, as part of the theater, we have concessions, we have an ABC license. So I've got a big show tonight. I've got a, I apologize for being multitasking, but I don't, like I said earlier, I rarely, any part of my day where I'm only doing one thing. So I've got to stop and get some stuff at the ABC store because we've got a huge uh, show turnout tonight for a, an event with the Tiki Bar Band. 
we're always doing those different things. And we've got a retail shop as well, because part of our mission impact families, our goal is to start developing some resources that are available for those families to do something together outside of just what we do for the show. So even though we can look at that as sort of just a little shop that we have in the back of the theater, that's really an extension of what we're trying to do as a mission. So every aspect of the business is another hat. I've got to sort of keep on and juggle as we go through things here. Yeah. Has it become a full-time job now? I mean, you said you were doing some other sort of smaller things on the side. Has it now taken up all your time? Well, um, it's been a full-time effort for me for, sorry, I got Paul's coming line here. Um, it's been a full-time thing for me for several years, um, even before we, we launched the space. Um, and so I was teaching some classes at Centura College before things broke out. That sort of interrupted a lot of the, the regular courses and things. And so, and then by then we were into the space and mounting shows and everything else and creating the productions that we put on. Um, so it has been a more than full-time effort for some years now. Um, on the flip side, getting through surviving, I know a lot of people, as they launch a business, they sort of say, well, you know, if you're starting a business, expect it to be about two years before you get to pay yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a plan when we were launching this, like, okay, we're going to launch this. And, you know, there's a nonprofit, we have a board of directors, and we had sort of a plan approved to sort of, you know, where I would be and everything else in terms of that. But to, in order to survive and keep the theater alive, I've yet to take one dime is any kind of salary or income with it, which has not been easy. That, that it was not <laughs> really part of the plan. We were not in a great position, you know, even without the pandemic to to do that. But, you know, through faith and perseverance, we have survived and kept it going. And so. That's quite um, remarkable. <laughs> I think I I look back and I'm I'm still not quite sure how it happened other than just saying thank you for the blessings and we're gonna keep them forward and you know trust that there's a reason why we're doing this. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to get into a little bit more so people can sort of visualize what you offer because I've been to the venue itself and it was not what I expected quite because of the the layout and even the shows that you choose, why you choose them um, in terms of other people coming in and using the space. Can you sort of just talk a little bit more about all of that? Right. And so like you were at an event, we've hosted a number of uh, events for either community groups, networking groups, um, nonprofit groups like the Tidewater Winds had no place to do concerts during the pandemic. We started a relationship with them and, and other organizations. So we do a lot of special events, but our our mission again is to impact families. And the original design of, and plan for the, the theater was really a singular show. So if you go to places like Gatlinburg or Myrtle Beach or even down Orlando or Branson or different places, there's all these theaters and they have uh, a single show. So you might go to the pirate theater or the lumberjack theater or comedy or magic show theater or country music theater, all these different places. And they have pretty much the same show year round. They might, you know, do it up a little special at Christmas, but it's still sort of the same kind of a thing or, you know, other seasons of the year and they change a little bit from year to year. 
our concept was similar as more as a destination theater. And we had created this show called Family Fun Experience. That's what the theater's named after, which was a story about a family. Uh, so it's really like going to a play, but instead of a play that you sit and watch, this is a play you got to play along with. Or like my wife explains a little bit better is when you go to the theater and you see a musical, they're telling you a story and every so often they break into a song and that song becomes part of the story and helps tell the story. And the family in this show, instead of breaking into songs, we're not a musical theater, um, instead of breaking into a song, they break into a game. And that game, instead of just being something they do on stage, involves everybody in the audience. All these big, crazy, wild, interactive things. Well, the timing of when we launched, we had this show ready. We, were, we actually already had people starting to, you know, work out the cast and everything else to launch that summer. Um, and COVID. So... We had to not only rethink what we were doing as far as the show, but all the interactive elements weren't going to be very friendly during the pandemic either. So as we sort of navigated when we were able to open up and basically burned through what we had to mount the production just to cover rent and being in a building that we weren't allowed to open up or let anybody in, <laughs> um, we were also very actively trying to rethink how to safely do and that ever-changing environment what interactive games would be like because what was important to us was not so much what happens on stage like in most theaters it's what happens between people that are sitting there in the seats at the theater we want families to spend time doing something together yeah so we created this whole different sort of style of games that could be done with social distancing everything else and a lot of that started to ease up so we're continually reinventing these things uh, not quite back to where our original vision was yet and we had reinvented a lot of these games, had created, when we were finally able to open up, we tried to put some other things on stage just to let people know we existed because the, the big show wasn't ready yet. We had no idea as things were uh, dynamically changing to even be able to cast things. So once we were able to open the theater, it took about four months to get the, the, the main show we created the theater for on stage. That was in November of 2020, and literally our opening weekend was um, on our dress rehearsal night was when the governor announced, oh, we're going to uh, put in social restrictions, no more than five to ten people um, outside the home. And even though legally as a theater, we were still allowed to seat 30 percent capacity, which we would have been thrilled with at that time. That's when every movie theater, everything went completely dark. And we were trying to survive, so we didn't go dark. Um, but that show took the wind out of the sails. We were, we had to sort of scale you know, back and eliminate that show after just two weekends. And so we went back to that game element and that, that fun piece. And so we'd started with something called Game Lab. We created something that's our most frequent show right now. It's called the Fun and Game Show, which is just all these games we keep reinventing. So we play two rounds of games that involve the whole audience. Occasionally there's some volunteers involved up on stage, but everybody in the audience still plays along with these games. They have a blast. They get to spend time interacting with each other. We make a, a sort of a big show out of it. Um, we've done variations of that show for just about every holiday. And I joke around about we, we didn't do Groundhog Day because we'd have to keep repeating it until we got it right. But all the other holidays, we make a big thing. And sometimes it's a bigger spectacular. So like for the Christmas show, there was a whole audience involved improvised christmas carol story with you know guest scrooges that made you know they ended up being scroogeified and donating to local charities uh as part of the proceeds of the show we had musical elements with dancers and everything on stage so 
we had a very big show with our Christmas show, but it also involved a lot of that game and play along element. Um, and we've brought all kinds of other shows on stage as well. And then we've got some themed shows like a superheroes and villains version of our game show, a sci-fi version, a Disney live game show. This weekend, we once a month, we do a couple's date night live game show, which is our only event all month. It's a no kids allowed show. Uh, it sort of grew out of our Valentine's show, actually. And we just decided it was so much fun not to just do it once a year. So um, we've created over 25 different productions right now, besides things like Tidewater Winds and other things we've hosted in the, the venue. So we've, we're able to say we've done those you know, multiple live shows every week for more than a year and a half. And sometimes to some very small audiences as we were doing. I mean, we had you know, some shows even on a weekend here and there where it's like, okay, we got five people in the audience tonight, but we're still doing the show. And because it involved a smaller production, we were able to sustain through that. Uh, and then we've had our biggest event up till now was about 150, 160 people for a special event. Uh, that, that was sort of uncommon to have anything over 100 people. Um, just as people are getting just we still have people every week in the theater they're like this is their first time really coming back out and doing something that's really out there other than just going to the store or something like that so we still see people sort of making that shift back from that pandemic mode yeah. very actively. and some people still come in the masks and all that we've tried to be re respectful we've had to accommodate all kinds of things <laughs> trying to put on live productions during all this rather than just staying dark like a lot of places because we couldn't rely on PPP loans or shutter venue grants, everything else, because everything was based on what was your 2019. Yeah. We didn't exist, but we didn't have yeah. payrolls. So it's like, okay, that's zero. We've got to actually produce something to be able to, to carry on. Um, we've got an event tonight, which is our very first time we're selling out the whole theater. So we got over 250 people coming because they're all Jimmy Buffett fans and he's in town tomorrow night. He's not at our theater. The Tiki Bar Band is our theater, but all the Parrothead clubs that are coming in to see Jimmy Buffett tomorrow night are all getting together tonight. The Tiki Bar Band's playing, and we're doing some trivia about Jimmy Buffett and parrots and bands and all kinds of stuff to sort of mix in with some of the music and make it a fun night for them. But it's a it's a very different experience for us having a full theater versus a you know half empty right. theater. But it's fun either way. Yeah. Gosh, That's I mean, probably way more than you asked in that question. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, that was that was very interesting. I am. Um, I don't know how you've gone through all the different stages. It's just <clears throat> it sounds crazy, but I'm glad you've sort of. It feels like you're coming out the other side. Do you feel like that yourself? Yeah, we had. I mean, February and March were, and especially considering in middle of winter, local season, mm -hmm. that was our best months we've had yet but we're looking at a very active summer. We'll have a much fuller schedule. So it's, you know, if yeah. I thought I was crazy up till now, I'm, I'm looking at being even crazier as things go on. So. <laughs> oh, it's not a bad thing. So, so <laughs> how do you want to develop this further? Or is it you have sort of happy to get things back up and running and get you yeah. know, more audiences? Like what's the next step, even if it's in the future? Yeah, well, trying to bring more um more of the, the acting and theatrical part back in so last summer we um worked with a uh a team to produce this pirate show which had all this swashbuckling action and was a farce and all kinds of fun stuff we're bringing back a variation of that this summer 
Um, trying to cast actors is just as hard as hiring any other kind of employee right now. And we're trying to hire employees and we're trying to, on top of all the other business sides I mentioned earlier, we're trying to ramp up a kitchen that we've got so we can offer a little more food and things like that. Mm-hmm. So um, there's yeah, all those pieces. We've actually got a, an older space in the historic building downstairs uh, that's part of the, the theatrical history of this place um, that we're trying to turn into an escape room. So there's multiple pieces of the business we're trying to sort of build out there mm-hmm. um, right now plus bringing that pirate show back on stage and trying to come up with a little different variation of our family fun experience show, the main feature show. We still haven't been able to bring that back on stage just yet. So we're trying to build up an acting troupe and be able to develop that show again to, to start offering on top of all the other things we keep doing. Yeah. So I mean, good to have the variety, but we're still trying to stay really core around our mission. We get asked to do different kinds of events all the time and sometimes they're a fit sometimes they're not so like we had some um, we explored doing some musical stuff this spring uh to some bands that wanted to play they didn't have much of a venue we just sort of made it a free thing on some wednesday nights that we weren't had another show planned and it sort of went really well one of the bands wanted to put together this battle of the bands and they got all these different genres some of them were you know very different and our only thing was Whatever, whatever you play at another concert's fine, but in here you got to be family friendly. So we had all these very different groups of people coming to see all these different bands. Uh, this Saturday night, we've actually got the winner's concert from the Battle of the Bands. Um, so that'll be fun. But same thing, it had to be clean. And it was interesting to see all these young people and older people, all these different people that were mixing together. And a lot of yeah. them were like, this was really fun. And they didn't go to a and they were used to going to see some of these bands and hearing a lot of stuff that didn't get heard that night and they still had fun and they still were engaged with it so it was a very different kind of a thing for them um we've had a lot of requests to use the the venue for a wedding and with a background in ministry i can actually perform the wedding so we did one last week i've got one coming up this sunday but we've had a lot of requests for late you know as we go through the year like hey we need this friday night or this saturday night for reception and it's like or to do a wedding and it's like we made a decision as a board. It's like, those are our two prime nights. We get, you know, 52 weeks a year. Those Fridays and Saturdays are sort of sacred for us to, to hold that those are for family events only. Mm-hmm. And so we've turned down any weddings that aren't going to accommodate that schedule. Right. Now that's understandable too. But, um, Abby, is there anything you wanted to ask? Because I know we're sort of getting close to time. Yeah, well, we are running out of time. And I just did want to say, Tim, I have an entire family of people that come every summer, like 25 to 30 from Syracuse every summer. And they're always looking for something to do. And so I cannot wait to direct them towards you guys yeah. because they they take up all my grandma's house and they drive her crazy. And I think she'll be grateful to just get them out for a little bit. Yeah, that'd be great. We did a couple of like family reunion type shows actually for some groups. We've done a lot of birthday parties and custom shows. So every so often we've done, we had a birthday party last weekend for, with a whole Harry Potter theme to it. And we put together a special show just for them because a lot of times they'll do birthdays in conjunction with one of our regular shows. That wasn't one of our regulars. It's actually some material for a different show we've been developing. Um, And then we've had um, just other other custom shows we've been able to put together for different groups of people so uh, or just to accommodate families and we, we love to to do those and celebrate weddings anniversaries birthdays etc it's all, all part of being a family yeah 
So if you're um, like a budding thespian, is that what they call? Um, it, do you just recruit people locally? Like, do people come to you? I know we've yeah, got some, we, if anyone's we, interested. Yeah, we do focus on locally. There's a lot of local talent and the, the acting community was very hard hit through COVID. A lot of people, because everything was pre pretty much shut up, went off and found other jobs. And so getting people back into that thespian mode has been a challenge. Um, there's a, a ton of local talent here. So our website, there's a careers page. If you're looking at working at the theater or acting in the theater, either one, you can go out on that page and people can find it there. Um, we've had, we're in the middle of casting some things right now and we regularly get requests and we got a guy in Pennsylvania, somebody else, I think in Arkansas and whatever, and they'll, they'll apply. It's people internationally applying last year. And it's like, oh, we want to come work at your theater. And it's like, well, this is going to, you're going to be working two nights a week and here's what we're paying. So unless you're planning on moving to Virginia Beach and funding it somehow else, we're probably not the right fit for you. Uh, and we're, but the nice thing is, and this is what actors are not used to, is they're used to trying out for something and spend, you know, four to six weeks in rehearsals. You do a couple weekends of shows and then you're done. Yeah. And we're trying to develop more of a troupe that they can interchange because we keep going. Even the pirate show we're doing this summer, we're not planning on necessarily ramping it down. We'll do it less frequently when we go into local season. We had a lot of demand for the pirate show. And it's like, well, we only had that cast Labor Day to Memorial Day. So that sort of ended that. And we had to shift back into different things for the fall. But what we're trying to do now is develop a troop of at least 10 to 12 people. So that not only can we put these productions on year round, but if you're on the cast and you have a family vacation or somebody gets sick or whatever, we can swap some people out into those roles and the show must go on, of course. That's great. So you mentioned your website. So uh, what is your website address? FFXshow.org. It's like family fun experience with the X. S-H-O-W.org. Great. Or you can find on Facebook at FFXshow or Twitter and Instagram or TikTok at FFXshow. They can connect with you anyhow. <laughs> any which way that's that's awesome. but the best is in person yeah <laughs> well we, we thank you very much for joining us and um we hope to see you again soon but um you've been listening to the retailers podcast and if you've enjoyed what you've heard you can find more at retailalliance.com slash retail dash is dash podcast or search youtube for retail alliance i'm kylie ross seibert and i'm abby shayano and thanks for listening <laughs>